Hello everyone, and welcome to a History of Egypt mini-episode. This is Chief of the Magi, the story of a police officer living in the reign of Akhenaten, who helped to secure the pharaoh's city. This is the tale of Mahu, Chief of the Magi in the town of Akhet-Aten. When Akhenaten, pharaoh of Egypt, decided to relocate his royal residence, he chose an out-of-the-way location in the middle of the country. Akhet Aten, the horizon of Aten, was virgin territory, so to speak. There were no temples, no major settlements, and no cemeteries to connect the site with any pre-existing dynasty, religious institution, or population. Akhet Aten was a new city. Of course, this came with its own problems. The new settlement was lacking in some basic infrastructure. Farmland, stone quarries, living spaces. The people would need all of these things if the city was to flourish. Likewise, Arket Aten and its people would need security. They would need police. The historical records of ancient Egypt do not tell us that much about policing and law enforcement. We have a few titbits here and there, but references to cops are thin on the ground. There is a reason for this. Most of our artistic and historical information comes from tombs and elite contexts, and those people were not interested in the darker, less glamorous aspects of society. When a tomb owner was deciding how to decorate their eternal resting place, most of them did not want to show criminals, police, or violence. So, we only have a few pieces of evidence. That being said, the reign of Akhenaten does provide us with one valuable record. Let me introduce Mahu. Mahu was a royal official who served his pharaoh as a Kheri Majau in Akhet Aten. In other words, he was the chief of the Magi in the horizon of Aten. This is an interesting title because it references one of the famous institutions of ancient Egypt, the Magi Warriors. The Magi are well known to fans of the 1999 film The Mummy, where the character of Ardeth Bey is a Magi, a guardian of the necropolis and, in the film, the lost city of Hamunaptra. Later in the sequel, we find out that Rick O'Connell is a descendant of the Magi as well, but we will ignore that because it's overly convenient and kind of lame. The other reason Magi are famous is thanks to the video game Assassin's Creed Origins. For those who have not played it, the game's story focuses on a man named Bayek, who is a Magi guardian from the Siwa Oasis. So Ardeth Bay and Bayek are two Magi of the modern world. I'm not sure if the by part of their name is intentional or a coincidence, but there you have it. Many people know about the Magi, thanks to films and games. So, the ancient Egyptian police have a long legacy. Anyway, back to Mahu. Mahu was the chief of Magi at Arket Aten, Pharaoh's new city. He oversaw a troop of men whose primary job was security. Mahu and his Magi were responsible for patrolling the borders of Arket Aten. The city itself sits in a desert plain, ringed by cliffs on three sides. These walls of Arket Aten stretch from the north to the south, a semicircular line of sandstone around the city. 
As you can imagine, such cliff walls are a natural defence, but they were not perfect, and wherever there were gaps, Mahu and his Magi were there to defend. The Magi guarded the desert roads and opposed any who might trespass on the capital. Obviously, that job was more complicated than it sounds, and Mahu gives us a sense of this in the decoration of his tomb. The tomb of Mahu at the city reveals the defences set up around Arket Aten. On the walls of this tomb, the chief appears with his troops, and we see a string of outposts around the town. These outposts take the form of small towers, guardhouses, apparently located on top of the cliffs. They have ramps leading up to them, and a soldier stands outside of each one. Apparently, these are the eastern defences of Arket Aten, the outposts and the troops who guarded the desert frontier. According to Mahu's tomb, the security of Arket Aten was a major royal concern. In one scene, we even see the pharaoh himself coming to inspect the outposts. Akhenaten rides a chariot to the guardhouses. He brings his wife, Nefertiti, and his eldest daughter, Merit Aten, who leans forward from the chariot to poke the horse with a stick. Before the royal family, Mahu raises his arms in adoration, and a troop of his guards kneel behind him, raising their arms to praise the king of Egypt, their master. To the left, another group of magi run ahead of the royal procession. They wear distinctive triangular kilts and run without weapons. Presumably, they are hurrying on ahead to tell their colleagues the king is on his way. So, Mahu's job was important, enough for the king to inspect the guard posts personally with his family. Akhenaten, Nefertiti, and Merit Aten would ride out in their chariot to visit the guardhouses that surrounded their royal city. The king's inspections were probably important to maintaining the cohesion of Arket Aten's outer defences. As I mentioned, the city has some natural barriers, a ring of cliffs that surround it on the east. But those cliffs are not impenetrable. There are shallow areas where someone could climb down, and there are wadis, or riverbeds, where you can walk in and out of the city. As you can imagine, these kind of gaps demanded protection. After all, you don't want just anyone wandering into Pharaoh's sacred domain. This begs the question, who or what were the Magi of Amana defending against? What was the threat? Again, Mahu's tomb gives us clues. In one scene, we see the chief of police riding off to apprehend criminals. The scene plays out like a comic strip. At the top, we see Mahu standing before his troops, probably in the early morning. There is a fire burning in a pot, and one of the soldiers is blowing on it to keep the people warm. In the cold air of the pre-dawn, Mahu's troops give their report. Apparently, the news is urgent, because we see Mahu's chariot waiting nearby with a driver. Then, the chief of the Magi drives off, and in the next part of the scene, he reappears, leading three prisoners. Mahu brings captives from the desert to the high officials of the city. Three men are bound, their hands tied together, and they wear distinctive costumes and hairstyle. Two of the men are bald, one has long hair, that sort of fans out a little bit, and this chap has a pointed beard as well, 
which is not common for an Egyptian of the 18th dynasty. The men seem to be poor or low status. We can tell this from their costumes. Instead of folded kilts like soldiers, or the long robes worn by Mahu and his superiors, these men dress in simple loincloths, which is meant to convey the idea that they do not have wealth or access to uniforms. They are low class, vagabonds even, and they will be treated as outcasts. To drive that point home, the hieroglyphs above this scene tell the story of what is happening. The caption is straightforward but informative. It says, quote, The chief of Magi of Arket Aten, Mahu, says, Let those officials hear the people who would join those of the desert hills. End quote. That might sound strange, but it's relatively simple. Mahu has apprehended some fugitives, runaways who are fleeing the city to join the people of the hill country. Arket Aten is located on the Nile River, but to the east there are desert plateaus, rocky canyons, and a huge expanse of wasteland. For the Egyptians, this eastern hill country was always a place of danger. Nomads, or Bedouin, made their home among the river valleys, and the Egyptians had to send out armed expeditions to quarry, trade, or traverse the rocky environment. This made it a place outside of the orderly, settled land of Kemet. For men like Mahu, the eastern desert and its inhabitants were a chaotic, constant threat. Not just because the Bedouin might infiltrate, though. Apparently, some people tried to escape that way. This suggests that life at Arket Aten was not a cakewalk. Mahu's job as chief of police was not always nice. Like many law enforcers, he was equally responsible for protecting and for punishing. And we can see this in the archaeology of Arket Aten's cemeteries. In a previous episode of the podcast, we visited the cemeteries of Arket Aten, and we saw how the ordinary, non-royal, non-elite people buried their dead. Along the way, we also visited some graves that showed evidence for torture. Skeletal remains buried in pits had distinctive cuts and marks on their bones that suggested they had received some kind of terrible punishment. At some point, these people had endured a terrible pain as someone inserted a long blade or spear into their shoulder. The blade pierced their body carefully, avoiding the major organs. On the surface, this seems like a possible case of criminal justice, punishment via torture. If that is true, then we might know who was officially responsible for those deeds. Mahu, chief of Magi, may have dealt, or at least overseen, criminal torture. So, life in Arket Aten was not easy. Violent punishment or arrest was a threat and that probably added stress to the life of the workers. Add to that the difficult living conditions, the back-breaking labour and malnourishment that afflicted many of the people buried here, and it seems like Pharaoh's city was not a particularly nice place to live. For some people, like workers, slaves, and peasants, the unpleasant lifestyle was enough to drive them to escape. 
If people tried to flee Arket Arten, their best bet was to go east, away from the river and out into the hill country, where they could escape oversight and possibly find a new livelihood. So, for men like Mahu and his troops, the outposts and guardhouses around the city served two purposes. They kept the nomads out, and they kept fugitives in. From one perspective, the viewpoint of those trying to escape, Arket Aten was a prison. So Mahu, the chief of the Magi, the chief of police, was responsible for guarding the city limits, and along with that, his men protected the borders and apprehended fugitives. The tomb decoration overall gives us a solid idea of life and work in the royal city. We know what Mahu did and what his Magi troops were responsible for. But what about the Magi themselves? Who were these men that obeyed Mahu's command? The soldiers who served under Mahu tend to have a generic appearance. They mostly appear as Egyptians and no foreigners or outsiders. They have conventional hairstyles cut short around the ears. Occasionally, a soldier will have longer hair that flows behind while they run. Whether that was regulation or if Mahu turned a blind eye is unclear. What we do know is that these soldiers mostly appear to be Egyptians. To be fair, you cannot take Egyptian tomb decorations literally. Mahu was conveying an idea of his life and his command, and he probably omitted many features of his day-to-day business. I bring this up because, conventionally, the Magi were southerners, men from Wawat and Kush, the region that is now southern Egypt and northern Sudan. Magi used to be a group or a tribe, but in Mahu's tomb, this word seems to apply to any man serving as a guard or policeman in his command. In other words, the ethnicity, quote-unquote, of the Magi who served at Arket Aten is unclear. All we know is that Mahu's tomb depicts them generically. Mahu did his job well, and he must have earned the king's approval, because he received a great reward from the pharaoh. For his service, Akhenaten gave Mahu permission to build a tomb. In the 18th dynasty, high-ranking officials emphasised the idea that their tomb was a gift from the ruler. They spoke about the king giving them their burial, in other words, giving them permission to choose a spot and spend resources constructing a sepulchre. Rather than go into a shallow grave, the right to build a tomb at the royal city was a mark of status and prestige. So Mahu earned a high place in society. The chief of the Magi must have served Akhenaten well. This is the information we get from the tomb, scenes of life, scenes of activity, and the context of what the man was doing. But what about the tomb owner himself? What was Mahu like? Well, we have a couple of small clues. We get a sense of Mahu's public character from the walls of the tomb. The chief honoured his king and spoke out in favour of Akhenaten and his ideas. On the walls of this tomb, Mahu commissioned texts that recorded his service and speech before the pharaoh. According to various captions, Mahu said, quote, O Wa-en-Ra, Akhenaten, you are forever. 
O builder of Arket Aten, the one whom Ra himself has made. May the pharaoh, life, prosperity, health, be healthy. O Aten, make the king endure. This Wa En Ra, Akhenaten, who builds with his Ka spirit. The good ruler who has made monuments for his father, Aten. May he repeatedly do it continually forever. O my good lord, may he bring into being the millions of generations, being enduring like Aten. End quote. The tone of these texts comes across as sycophantic, like Mahu is trying to curry favour with the king. And he is. The reign of Akhenaten is notable for the praises that officials and servants give to the ruler. It seems to be a feature of Akhenaten's reign, and the late 18th dynasty more generally. If you wanted to get ahead in that society, you needed to please the pharaoh. But we should be careful with how we read this. Mahu's tomb is a record of his public opinion, what he was willing to say and share for eternity. So his praise for Akhenaten could be genuine, or it could be a sensible way to keep the pharaoh's favour. I would not call Mahu a sycophant. This kind of language appears in every monument, not just Mahu's. So, while the chief was vocal in his tomb, we cannot be sure if he really believed it. All we know is that Mahu towed the party line and did his work for Pharaoh. The tomb of Mahu is not famous or particularly lavish, but the images here give us a vivid sense of life in Akhenaten's capital. Mahu, the chief of Magi, had a particularly important and special job, and his soldiers helped to enforce the pharaoh's will at the very limits of the horizon. Of course, their job was not always pleasant. Justice could be violent, coercive, and cruel. Nevertheless, the fact that these records survive is important, a meaningful piece of Egyptian history. Whether they were guarding the desert routes or capturing runaways, the police of Arket Aten did their job, and their service lives on on the walls of this out-of-the-way burial. Today, the tomb of Mahu is a valuable record of life and its intricacies in a royal city of ancient Egypt. <laughs>